Welcome to Planet Water, a podcast exploring the cutting edge of how water impacts every stage of how we live our lives, from our physical and mental health to overall well-being. Planet Water is brought to you by Sweden's Blue Water, a global Swedish water company that's on a mission to end the need for single-use plastic bottles and the threat they pose to human, ocean and planetary health. Hello and welcome to Planet Water, a podcast about healthy water, mindful hydration for body and mind and sustainability from Blue Water, a purpose-driven Swedish company. In this episode, we'll be talking to one of the world's leading experts on the impact of chemicals on human hormones, Dr. Yvonne Mipuri. Based in Lisbon, Portugal, Dr. Mipuri has dedicated her life to helping people suffering from multiple illnesses, a growing number of which she believes are being caused by chemicals that have leached into the ground we grow our food in and the water we drink to hydrate. I'm Dave Noble, Communications Director at Blue Water, and my purpose with these Planet Water podcasts is to take a deeper look at all things water, from the way water keeps us healthy, improving physical and mental performance, to the multiple threats posed by chemical and plastic pollution, as well as water scarcity being sparked by climate change and the plastic tsunami following in the wake of ever greater urbanization. At Blue Water, we care about what goes into our oceans because we care about what goes into our bodies when drinking or washing with water. That's why Blue Water has put banishing single-use plastics at the very heart of its business mission to deliver ingenious, planet-friendly water purification, dispensing and bottle solutions to provide pure water at home, work and when on the go. We're proud our products remove up to 99.99% of contaminants like PFAS, forever chemicals, now found in the food we eat, the water we drink, and our very own bodies. You know, imagining the unimaginable is scary. Not least because many of us are privileged enough to live lives of relative luxury in which we've never had to grapple with disaster, conflict or famine. At least not until COVID-19 came around. But there's another global health epidemic slowly unfolding around the planet, brought on by the single-use plastics that are breaking into microparticles and leaching chemicals into our oceans, rivers and lakes as well as entering our water and food systems. One of the world's top medical experts on human hormones warns how those hormones are being disrupted by the thousands of chemicals found in plastic. And she believes humankind faces possible extinction within 200 years unless steps are taken to reduce the use of plastics in our lives. Dr. Yvonne Mipuri has dedicated her life to practicing medicine in her home country, Portugal, for over 35 years, where she operates one of Europe's leading clinics specializing in something called hormonal modulation. The medical clinic's anti-aging studies, which have nothing to do with aesthetics, 
are directed towards maintaining general health and improving quality of life through a better understanding of nutrition, physical exercise, supplementary diet, hormonal modulation and changes in lifestyle. Hormonal modulation, by the way, embraces studying changes in the functionality of neural, sensor and motor systems driven by changes in hormonal levels. Troubled by seeing growing numbers of fertility-related and abnormal development cases, Dr. Mapiri's research has left her firmly convinced that the causes are related to exposure to chemical contaminants. A frequent speaker at international medical conferences, Dr. Mapiri draws a direct connection between the suspected impacts of plasticizers in human bloodstreams and rising infertility, early menses and menopause, obesity and sexual dysfunction. The long-term consequences are potentially dire. Mess with hormones and you mess with the health and well-being of all living creatures on the planet. Hormones control every function in the human body, from blood pressure and heartbeat to fertility, immune function, mood and emotions, and even quality of sleep. In the following interview with Yvonne Mapuri, we look at the way an estimated 85,000 so-called endocrine disrupting chemicals, or EDCs for short, block the way hormones function naturally triggering abnormal development and illnesses ranging from stunted fertility and male-female sex malformations to obesity, diabetes, cancer and heart attacks. Found in non-stick cookware to the packed food we eat and now also found in the tap and bottled water we drink, EDCs have been dubbed by Dr Mapiri as the number one threat to humankind. She's not alone in seeing the threat, Former United Nations Environment Chief Eric Solheim has said the planet is on the edge of a global plastic calamity. I spoke to Dr Yvonne Mapuri in Lisbon to discover what drives her passion for helping people live healthier, happier lives and what it is she fears most about the thousands of chemicals ending up in the natural environment of our beautiful planet. It's a huge delight being here talking to you, uh, Dr. Yvonne Mipuri. Um, you really have woken me up to a lot of the dangers that we as humans, as well as all living creatures on the planet, face as a consequence of the plastics pollution and the chemicals that result that are ending up in our oceans and lakes and rivers. And obviously people like yourself who are shining a spotlight on the problem. I just find it's absolutely awesome. So I'd like to, first of all, maybe just start by asking you a little bit about your background and um, what drove you towards a career in medicine in the first place. Thank you, David. And first of all, I wanted to thank you because it, this is a great opportunity for me share uh, this subject about the, the plastic, the health and the oceans with uh, our listeners, because even for me, I didn't know lots of things that I learned uh, about the, the oceans, because I 
only knew uh, about plastics and human health because it's where I'm working with women. I have been a doctor for 36 years um, and uh, I wanted to be a doctor. I think that uh, at my 13, more or less, I, I already knew that I wanted to be a doctor. At that time, I, I was already interested about the human health, about the bodies, about how they function, was functioning. And uh, I think I went, went to medicine because of the love I felt for my family. I have six brothers and sisters, we are seven. And although we don't have our parents, we, we, we keep together. And uh, I wanted to help them uh, if some day they would need me. And I think that it was because of that that I went to medicine. And so because I was very interested in, the, in biochemistry of our body, I went to clinical pathology. Uh, that is the study of the biochemistry of, in our bodies. And as a doctor, I, I can't accept a doctor that doesn't know how our body functions. We can't just give a medication to a patient. We have to know how the body is functioning in this chemistry. Uh, so we can correct perhaps some of these metabolisms and don't use so many medications as we are using now. We should know more about nutritional nutritional factors about exercise, about supplements, about hormone imbalances that we are suffering so much because of the world that we created and more, more about good lifestyle habits to teach our patients how could we possibly prevent the illness instead of treating it. Because if we keep just treating the illness, we are just losing money and the quality of life of people because we are not acting in the preventive medicine. That's what I, I'm doing. So I went to, to the Airtog Medical School in Brussels, where I did uh, the most of my formation. And I still uh, went to the United States in Syngenics, where th this concept of anti-aging medicine, the preventive medicine, appears. And um, I found in Portugal... Um, a group of studies of uh, anti-aging medicine and I give lectures and form doctors in this field and uh, I become very aware about the plastic uh, when uh, I participated uh, in the Bovotion Rice uh, Summits, um, uh, the Ocean Summits because of my work at the Mipro Foundation where I am a medical advisor and um, that's what I want to share with you today, uh, uh, this problem that is the, our health, the, the, um, the plastics, all the EDCs that are endocrine disruptor chemicals that we have and uh, that are disrupting our body. And uh, I'm very honored to be here speaking with you. I just wish my English was better so uh, our listeners could understand everything I want to, to tell today. Uh, and thank you again, David. Well, I, 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 Dr. Yvonne, I, your, your, your English is absolutely superb. I wish I could come as close to speaking as good uh, Portuguese <laughs> as you are speaking English. So thank you so, so much for, for, for actually agreeing to talk to us. Now, I mean... Can you tell me a, a little bit about um, why we need to be so worried about plastics pollution and especially 
um, about plastics pollution in the oceans and lakes and seas? Because we are at the top of the chain food. So if the oceans are are dying because we are not uh, thinking about the big problem they are facing uh, with our with the kind of world that we created, um, we will suffer. And so um, the oceans absorb a third of the uh, gas emissions that we produce. Uh, The oceans um, uh, are an ecosystem that uh, uh, if they are acidifying, if the water temperature is rising, if the fish are dying, many species are, are, are dying and we are at the top of the chain food and we consume the, the plastic, the pollution, all the, the things that we live in the oceans. And so uh, eventually we are uh, affecting the future of, of mankind and uh, our future. And also the plastic is, is very... Uh, I'm very worried about plastic because uh, there are many endocrine disruptors other than plastic in the world. But plastic, we can say that it's the endocrine disruptor number one. And as I've been telling you, the endocrine disruptor is a, um, a chemical that uh, mimics uh, a shape of the hormone, the shape of the hormone, and go to the receptor of the hormone instead. And then it can block the, the action of the hormone. It can interfere with the secretion, the transport, the, the production, the metabolism of that hormone. And nothing in our body is independent of hormones. Hormones control everything in our body. So we are getting uh, ill. We are uh, seeing every time more illnesses. We are seeing uh, things that we never saw before. Um, and so uh, the ocean is um, very important in the man- maintenance of the, all the ecosystem uh, that is the earth and the, the water, the air, the air we breathe. It's very important to maintain. It, it's you? absolutely astounding isn't it that you are highlighting a problem that once you start looking at it becomes so incredibly obvious that it's there and yet so little has been discussed about it in the mainstream press if you like or in public debates um and i was certainly um super impressed when i heard you speaking during the volvo ocean race in Cape Town, which was one of the summits that you presented your findings at. Could you perhaps just tell me and everyone who's listening into this podcast um, just how big you believe the health threat of chemicals leaching um, from plastic is to human beings? How how big is that threat? Yes, David, because plastic toxins leach into the soil and the groundwater and then they enter the food chain so we are affected the animals the plants all the living bodies are affected and really we can we cannot say that the plastics the main culprit but we can do experiments in the laboratory with animals and we can cause all the illnesses that we we see now more in our lives, like high blood pressure, uh, cardiac problems, cardiovascular problems, and in fact, um, as the two main causes of death in our world are still cardiovascular problems and cancer, we can do it at the laboratory. Uh, animals with experiments. We can do cancers in the animals and produce cardiovascular diseases. So what I can tell you, David, is 
is that we can see now more infertility. We have less 50% fertility than we had 50 years ago. We have lots of abnormal reproductive problems, mainly because of the plastic has in its component a BPA or other substance that, that is bisphenol I or phthalates that can mimic the, the extradial molecule. The extradial is a, a hormone that acts in the reproductive system. And so many of the problems uh, of the plastic we see in the reproductive system, we can see that we have more 400% of testicular cancer uh, since 1943 that we used to have, it's too much. And main things to to uh, to have a, uh, the main symptoms and signs that we have for testicular cancer is, uh, for instance, undescended testes, uh, small um, penises, and reduced anogenital distance. And we can do in the experimental laboratory animals, we can do all of these things and, and provoke the cancer. So we know that the plastics and the phthalates and the bisphenoli can be the origin of this problem. And we also see more cancer like uh, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, and uh, lung cancer. Uh, so we know that uh, things are uh, changing. We have four times more cancer than we had uh, 50 years ago. And we also are seeing obesity extremely in high uh, quantity. We have one in every five children in the United States is obese, and one out of 10 adults are obese. And obesity is the starting of all the problems of uh, illness, if we could we could say in this way because it is it is there uh, in the many causes of death in our country in the all over the world. So I can see that menopause, as I used to see ten years ago, in the age of fifties, we see now at forties and even in, in younger women, uh, we see that uh, we have a uh, uh, lot of changes in normal. We we have skewed uh, uh, sex hormone. Uh, changes in, in the male-female sex hormone changes. So we see uh, many women with masculine traits and uh, men with, uh, look like feminine bodies because of lots of extra dial. And uh, so there are lots of other illnesses like asthma, breathing problems, uh, cognitive behavior and cognitive problems, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder in children. I didn't study this in, when I was at university. And now we see that lots of children are already medicated. In the United States, 50% uh, of children less than 10 years are medicated. It's too much. We, we have to think about what we are doing to our planet. We have to think about what we are producing and it's not needed. Even when, if we take... Um, organic food, for instance, the, the law permits a thousand of products that you can use in food that you can call a biologic. So I don't understand what we are doing. I'm deeply concerned. Uh, I, I want it um, that all of us knew about this problem of the endocrine disruptors. And I wish I could express it better uh, because I have so much to, to tell you, but uh, I, I'm, I'm always in the difficulty how to transmit it, so just like this in the, in the air at the moment. 
it's it's such a huge subject and it's so complex uh i totally understand that that the difficulty in in getting this across to people i am worried however myself when i listen to you and you paint this very terrifying picture of of the impact of chemicals on human hormones and it is frankly terrifying listening to you speak and i mean just how worried do you think we as individuals should be and maybe even more so for younger people than myself i'm in my early 70s now but um so i'm not going to have children but if i was a younger person planning to have children how worried should i be about this Yes, David, because children are a big concern because they are the most affected ones. And mothers-to-be, mothers should be think about this problem even before they get pregnant. The pregnancy, it's an important moment of, of, of um, women because it's the only moment that they are going to, to have to, to make the brain, the organs uh, of the baby's and, and if you have problems at that time, if you didn't prepare the, the, the pregnancy, uh, then you will pay in the future um, for that. So I would advise pregnant women to take um, care about all the endocrine disruptors they could possibly be contacting. In fact, the greatest risk is during prenatal and early postnatal development when the organisms and the neural system is being formed. Um, a critical period for the development of the, 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 or the most organisms for all the bodies is between the transition uh, from a fertilized egg to a fully formed infant. And so in this period, there are a critical balance of hormones and protein changes that must occur and a cell begin to grow and differentiate. So mothers have to understand that they can't uh, just drink what they want. They, they had to be careful about contacting with plastic. They have to, to, to be careful about the, the don't drink, for instance, plastic bottle uh, of water because the plastic bottle contain uh, phthalate, antimony and lead. And lead is toxic for the brain. It can cause irreversible brain damage and uh, low IQ. So uh, it's very important to understand that there are many endocrine disruptors that we, we cannot know all the names and where they are, but we can have, um, and that's my, my what I want to transmit today to our listeners, they are everywhere, the endocrine disruptors. They are in the remote control of our TV, in the perfumes, in the shampoos, in the water-resistant coated that we put in the furniture and in the our beddings and, and so. They are in the pesticides, herbicides, uh, in the especially in the personal care products and cosmetic products. And um, so uh, as we don't know the name, we can't read the labels because when there are labels, there are diminutes, we can't read what it's there written there. At least we have to know that uh, we, we should be careful about uh, don't, as I, I usually say, don't bring into your home things that you really don't need because otherwise you are bringing uh, endocrine disruptor chemicals. Uh, and I repeat that endocrine disruptor chemicals are substances that uh, 
act in the hormone receptor and don't let your hormone make his function. Uh, so the food is probably the major source of contaminants because during the processing, the shipping, the packaging, the storage, there are chemicals contacted with food that enter our body. So food uh, is one of the main things we, we, we have to think and, and uh, perhaps the only thing we can control, uh, one of the main things we can control because there are lots of other endocrine disruptors that you can't control. They are in the air, the air the, the, so you breathe and you don't know where they are. Uh, and so uh, the food is uh, one thing that matters and special because they are they are pregnant, uh, they should be careful. And, uh, and you know, David, um, there are studies showing that 99% of pregnant women have polybrominated diphenyl eaters, that is a fire-retardant, have ferfluorinated chemicals that we can find in the um, non-sticky cookware, for instance, and phthalate in the plastic bottle. 99% of pregnant women have these products in in their in their blood. So imagine how the the children are going to be formed and have a, a calm and um, peaceful life. Then they don't sleep. Then they have asthma. They they give problems. They are medicated, and they are the future of our our uh, the, of mankind. So pregnancy and children is the. Um, I'm worried about everything, but I'm especially worried because the children are the, the men of tomorrow and uh, people don't know about this and we all should know about this. And you know, uh, David, we are studying relating phthalates, level of phthalates in the, that is a plastic component in the women with uh, more miscarriages than the ones that have low, low phthalates in the bloods. And also with high blood pressure in children, the the level of BPI, there are lots of studies that indicate us that yes, this is a big problem we are facing with, and um, everybody uh, should be concerned. Um, and I'm very worried. Uh, I, I do my part, but um, and I'm very glad that you had this idea today uh, to speak about this. Even in my bedding, I think people will understand how important it is to be aware of the plastic and all the other endocrine plastic, not always, um, not only the the plastic, but all the other substance that uh, we put into in the environment and that uh, are threatening uh, humankind. So, I mean, as you very clearly have pointed out, and chemicals and microplastics are now in the food we eat, the air we breathe and the water we drink on a massive scale and um, are obviously having a very deep impact on human behavior, human health generally. And it's very clear that if we don't do anything about it, um, um, it's going to pose a very big problem for the future. Um, And yet people aren't really talking about it they're not really debating this issue on a large scale does that make you angry i mean you have done all this research you as a medical doctor see the consequences of what we are putting into our bodies um do you feel a sense of anger or disappointment that uh people who should know better 
aren't doing more to correct this problem now before it becomes a threat to the very existence of humanity. That's true, David. We, we can do everything by ourselves. We need the political involvement. We need governments to be involved in this problem. But I don't think they are really aware and they do some are doing some things. Iceland and UK did something when when we had the, the last edition of the Volvotion Rice, the summits, the ocean summits. It was a great platform. I think the, the world changed with Spoke more about the plastics, the what we why we were worried about the plastic, and uh, I think uh, that uh, also the um, I was very proud that Midbury Foundation make the, the was a founder um, uh, of the turn the tide on plastic uh, team of the vote that get that that uh, spread that message to turn the tide on plastic and. Uh, uh, we made some important scientific uh, pro programs with the, the the with the ocean rice and all that were involved there, and I think we spread uh, a message um, uh, of how dangerous plastic is. Uh, it, I repeat, it's not only plastic, but plastic is is the number one. EDC, yes, it is the number one. We could say that we had the Stone Age, the Iron Age, the Bronze Age, and now we are in the Plastic Age. That is true. Everywhere we turn, we see plastic uh, around us. And um, I can say that it's not, uh, we, we need it. It is useful, that's why it's there, the plastic. But I think we just need a rational approach between to balance between the, the risks to health and usefulness. Uh, that's what we all need because plastic is needed in medicine, use uh, lots of plastic, but uh, we should think uh, when we don't need it. For instance, David, a plastic bag is in our hands for 11 minutes, minutes average, uh, 11 minutes, and will last forever uh, in, in the environment. So why don't we reuse? I think all of us must remember that five R's, reuse, refuse, remove, reduce, and recycle. Uh, and many people think that uh, plastic is recyclable. Not all the plastic are recyclable, only plastic numbers two, four, and five. And I think everybody should be acquainted uh, about the code, the resin code identification that uh, um, have given number to the quality of the plastic. And we only, uh, we can know the composition, but you know that plastic two, four, and five, numbers two, four, and five uh, are recyclable uh, and so reusable. And the other numbers, and it's, catalog between one and seven are not recyclable and not reusable. So uh, everybody should be educated uh, in this code because it would permit us to make better choices. And um, But we see that nobody knows about the, the identification resin codes. Um, nobody teach the children about this. And so uh, we, we keep seeing time goes going on and uh, really we don't see changes that we, we wanted to see. So 
uh, I'm sometimes I'm desperate because I think that we are making at the Midbury Foundation so many things, so spending money in such many uh, uh, programs to to to, yeah. to raising awareness uh, uh, on this problem of the plastics, the oceans, and our health. And uh, sometimes I, I feel desperate because the governments don't. Uh, don't understand it and uh, we don't take the political reactions uh, that should be taken uh, to to stop this problem so yeah sometimes i i feel i feel angry i can totally understand that sense of anger that you you feel especially with the the knowledge and insight you have into the consequences of our misuse of plastics and chemicals and our seeming lack of awareness about the immensity of... of, but, of but you know, David, it's a question of education. For Because even for me, I, I didn't know about the problems on sea li in sea life about the plastic, only because I, I had the opportunity to go... To, the, to participate in the ocean summits, I knew about the problems uh, uh, in sea life. Uh, I just knew about the problems in human life. I never thought about it. So if we don't have people speaking about it, we, if we don't, uh, we'll never understand the problem if we are not aware about it. So again, thank you so much. And I hope many of, uh, of the people that are listening to us can study a little more about the, the 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 problem that is the plastic the endocrine disruptors in the environment um, and uh, eventually in our health, of course. Of course, I think that's an absolutely awesome plea you've just made, and I I, I hope everyone listening to it actually reacts to it and works much harder at. at pushing out this awareness and knowledge about the threats that we face. Um, maybe I could just end this interview with a, a question that I can't resist asking, so I apologise for it, but you've been so kind in answering all the questions so far. Um, if you had one single wish that could come true um, to improve the planet, what would that be? I think the education is the, the most important secret we can leave to our children. If we don't educate children, children, they 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 won't do the world become a better place, uh, uh, a greener and healthier planet. We for the future generations to come. I think what the legacy we we should leave them is educating them. I wish I could make many programs about educating children and uh, the adults about uh, what we are facing uh, toward the, this problem that is the plastic, the, our health and the oceans, because we can't be happy. If we, why do we want money if we don't have a planet that we can live um, with um, peace and beautiful planets uh, that we had before the boom post-war that we had um, a planet greener and healthier. So I think, David, if I could make a wish, uh, I wish everybody had access to education and that education was um, done in a good way, not about things that are not important, better than are the our planets and uh, how can we live um, 
a greener and healthier planet for the future generations to come. I think that's, that's why I try to do I'm trying to educate my colleagues about the the preventive. And you do you see now about what is happening, David? Who spoke about the preventive medicine with, with, with the SARS-CoV-2 and COVID? Everybody, nobody spoke about preventive medicine. We just speak about how to treat and we don't tell people how to become uh, with an immune system more healthy and uh, strength. So um, the world's don't sometimes i think we we are not uh, we are actively getting our extinction because we are not working in the in the way we should all be working so there are some of us that do good things and other ones that don't do that so much good things so we keep fighting the good fight and either will uh, die or will change <laughs> otherwise <laughs> will not succeed <laughs> well I, I i think on that that thought i think i want to say thank you very much for taking part and i i really will do my best to promote uh your your very wise words and insights um about the world of chemicals and uh uh it, their impact on human bodies and hormones not only to protect the coming generation, but to actually protect many coming generations going forward. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. Um, I apologize again for my English, but I hope the, our listeners, listeners uh, can go and study something about uh, endocrine disruptors and plastics and uh, how to prevent uh, damage in our body. Thank you, David, so much. That was Dr. Yvonne Mipuri, one of the world's leading experts on the impact of chemical pollution on human and planetary health, speaking from her clinic in Lisbon, Portugal. Her brother, Paolo Mipuri, founded the Mipuri Foundation with the commitment to make the world a better place for future generations. To that end, the non-profit organization partners with governments, businesses like Blue Water, communities and individuals to address a range of projects in marine conservation, wildlife preservation, medical research, performing arts and social responsibility. Let me just quickly remind you. There are over 85,000 chemicals, according to some research, that can mimic and disrupt human hormones. EDCs are everywhere, in dry cleaning chemicals, non-stick cookware, herbicides and everyday plastics. If you want to dive deeper into the impact of chemicals on your body and mind, wellness and well-being, mobility, mental and physical performance, you'll find answers on the Blue Water website, bluewatergroup.com. You'll also find a white paper called The Global Plastic Calamity that Blue Water co-wrote with the Mapuri Foundation a couple of years ago, which goes into detail about the chemical threats to human health. On the Blue Water website, we look at what's in your water that shouldn't be there. And not only do we answer vital questions on stuff like how much you should drink each day and when, we also give you a whole bunch of great recipes for water-based drinks using fruit, vegetables and herbs. Just hop online to www.bluewatergroup.com.
www.thepeopleshow.com. We've now reached the end of this Planet Water podcast. I hope all of you out there enjoyed meeting with Dr. Yvonne Mapuri from the Mapuri Foundation and learning about the impact of chemicals from plastics on human health. As a grandfather of three granddaughters and two grandsons, the whole subject of clean water, sport and planetary well-being is absolutely vital to me. In our next episode, we'll be talking to American ocean scientist Sarah Cooley, who is Director of Climate Science at Ocean Conservancy. This has been Planet Water, brought to you by Blue Water. And this is Dave Noble saying, stay safe and properly hydrated. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed listening to Planet Water, please help us spread the word by reviewing and rating this podcast. It'll help us keep focus on making great episodes going forward. If you have a comment or a question you'd like answered, email me at planetwater at bluewatergroup.com and I'll get back to you just as quickly as I can. That email again is planetwater at bluewatergroup.com. Thanks for listening to Planet Water. Please remember to always talk to your doctor about your hydration needs. We're not doctors and don't provide medical or health-related advice. Please remember as well that the individual opinions expressed here are just opinions and nothing more. Thank you.